The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Thirty-eight uh, here on the six thirty Chad afternoon news Wednesday edition Hump Day edition. All right, saw this this morning. Edmonton City Council expecting to endorse next week a new set of guidelines that sets expectations for developers to contribute to the community in exchange for getting the right to build a new project. Uh, joining us on the line, Ward Two City Councilor Bev Eslinger. Hi, Bev. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Uh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Uh, well, you know, Bev, I have to uh, take you up on this before I get to uh, to this uh, story. But I, I said earlier in the show that we would have Ward 2 Councillor Bev Eslinger on. And my producer, Brad, in studio with me said, by the way, it's pronounced Eslinger. I've been calling you Eslinger for the better part of five years. You've never corrected me. Well, you know, I've been called a lot of things, and if it's just Esslinger, I can live with it. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, that is a good point. Uh, all right, so perhaps uh, for our listeners, I've read the uh, the news release and the articles uh, that followed several times, and I'm a little confused. So I wonder if you could kind of walk us through this a little bit. First of all, what is this uh, that you're expected to endorse next week, and what was why was there a need for it? Okay, so when uh, a developer wants to build... Uh, a large tower, for example, anything that is larger than the normal zoning, we ask them to get a direct control zoning. Um, it's going to impact the neighborhood. It's very large. It's in an older neighborhood or it's already been built on. Um, in the past, um, they might have said, hey, we'll do this. We know we're going to impact your community, so let us contribute to the community league. Uh, and they would just randomly come up with different things they might do. But that didn't seem very fair, or some people said it feels like they're bribing the neighborhood for them to, to, to say, yes, that's a great development. And it wasn't about bribing them. It was really about trying to uh, add some public value to the neighborhood, because they're going to impact it with a whole lot more residents. And, and let and me stop so, you there for a second, Bev, so I understand this. And I really don't understand it, but I, I want to. So they would go to whom? I mean, they would wait for public engagement from the community that was impacted and say, this is what we're doing and get the community to get behind it, or they would approach city council and say, this is what we want to do and we think the community will like it. No, it would be through their engagement with the community and city staff. They would be talking about these things. Okay. City council would only see it at the very end when it was time to come to that hearing. So this was often discussed with the community at open houses or through meetings with the community league, things like that. So okay. is the sense here, Bev, then, to make it a more equal playing field? I mean, if there's a construction company with a very high profile that can do a lot for the community, but say there's a construction company with a little bit less of a, a profile than the other company, and they, they may not be able to do as much for the community, but it's a good contract that works for the city, is this new plan to make it more even that way? It's supposed to create a level playing field that's very transparent so that it's not someone doing this in the back door. They say, here's the formula. If you're going to build 32 towers and add this many residents, then you're going to have to make a, a contribution to a community amenity. And we've defined them this time, what we would consider that to be. So there's no guessing. Um, and this is what we think. So everybody's going to know going in, this is what it's going to be. 
Okay. There's now, a clause if it's going to create hardship, they can apply for a different uh, option. But typically now it's going to be very clear this is what you have to contribute in order to be here. And these are some of the recommended things you and the community might want to talk about. So I'm curious, and it's my impression, and it could be completely wrong, but sitting in this You've chair... never been wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Beth. <laughs> well, it's my impression that any time there's any sort of development, um, there's always seems to be a pushback from the neighborhood, and not everyone can agree on what a suitable a compromise is or uh, amenity to, to add to make it more palatable to the, to the members of the community. So my question would then be, before we get to the formula, if um, if it's now city council saying, well, this is what's acceptable, how do you know that you're not going to get the same kind of pushback from communities saying, we don't agree with what city council says is acceptable? Well, the, the community will come out if they don't agree. Um, it'd, be, it'd be to the developer's benefit to have worked with them to come up with support for what they propose. Maybe they decided they're going to um, provide some public art, or one of them was streetscape enhancements, or, you know, I've been lobbying for them to be childcare facilities, whatever it is. I know two uh, of the, the things that have come up, Bev. And they get behind it. You know, it's a win-win for both of them. Uh, absolutely. Now, two of the things that have come up, I know childcare you mentioned, affordable or free, um, and the other more um, three-bedroom units mm-hmm. uh, in high-rises to allow for uh, families. Uh, but, of course, you can't dictate to the developer who buys those or rents them. And it could easily be single people using the other two bedrooms as an office and, and something else. Yeah, it's a risk. And that's one of the things that was clearly identified. You know, someone can use it. We might have the intention it's meant for families, um, but it's not. Mm. Um Families have also moved into two-bedroom, um, but it's it's really saying, you know, ideally three or more would be nice. Um, and the child care option that I had suggested was uh, one of the challenges, for example, nonprofit daycares is they can't always do the leasehold improvements to make it into a child care. And maybe there's a contribution that can help them come in. And if they have Many families live in the building. It might be attractive to the community and the residents of the building. Uh, Bev, what if the developer doesn't follow through on what's been promised? If they don't do it, well, there's a process in place, I believe, to take care of that because it's it's in a contractual agreement that they're going to do this. Okay. Okay, and Bev... So, but, for example, they uh, couldn't provide the child care, and that's what they wanted to do. Well, then they're going to have to pick another thing from the list and provide that. I see. Okay. Can you uh, share a little bit more about what is on that list, Bev, and maybe some things that were on this list that didn't necessarily exist before that you're saying, no, that's not really going to satisfy us this time around? Okay, so uh, I'll read you the list. Public art. Preservation of historic resources. Publicly accessible open space. Streetscape enhancements public park enhancement, family-oriented housing with three bedrooms or more, community league facilities, or other capital improvements to the public realm or for public use at the discretion of the city. 
Ooh, nice. I actually quite like that list. So here's the question I really wanted to ask you, uh, but wanted to wait until we got here. So I'm going to uh, quote to you, and this is from Global uh, News, uh, their website. Uh, the contribution the developer will have to come up with will be set based on the square footage of what they want to build and multiplied by a flat rate that's based on the value of all the contributions that have happened since 2010 indexed to inflation. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I have no idea what that means. I'm assuming a developer does, but what does that mean? Well, up to now, developers have making have been making those contributions. Uh, and so they've just said, okay, we've had say 100 develop 100 developments and you've all put in let's say 100,000. Okay. Um, but actually some of you maybe put in 80 and some of you put 120, so they figured it all out. And they've come up with a analysis to say it should be $37.50 per additional square meter of floor area. So it's really that it's really multiply that rate by the increase in uh, their floor area. And that's the requirement. So if they're going to get an extra thousand square meters times 3750. Gotcha. 5,000 square meters, and it's really tall, times 37.50. And then index for inflation, which you always have to do. Yeah, okay, totally makes sense. Uh, Bev, appreciate the explanation. Uh, I'm sure, last question for you, uh, this uh, proposal and what you're going to vote on next week, uh, or or endorse next week, I assume this was done in consultation with developers and community leagues? Uh, Absolutely. We had a committee. We had, uh, I think, five or six workshops that had developers, community league representatives, um, we also worked with the Urban Development Institute, and we had uh, major public engagement events, so we had a lot of people weigh in on it. Good stuff. Ward 2 City Councilor Bev Eslinger uh, joining us on the uh, radio this afternoon. I really appreciate your time. Bev, uh, I said we'll ask a question, but City Council's done. Uh, you're off for the summer, aren't you? No, we're not. We work until the middle of July. Oh, I thought you were off. Okay. Getting there. No, we're working this week and next week. We get four weeks without meetings. We're back middle of August. Glorious. All right, Bev, thank you again for your time this afternoon. You're always very gracious with it. Really appreciate you joining us. No well, problem. Take All right, care. take care. Bye-bye now. Bye. Three. 50 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. want to thank Brian Mason and Bev Eslinger again for making themselves available to us this afternoon. Always appreciated uh, when our local politicians do that. It's 3.50 and we're going to give away those tickets right now at 496-0063. We have 18 holes of golf at the Ranch Golf and Country Club uh, to give away. That's for two. Uh, you could be, uh, you'll be able to use those between Monday and Friday, I believe. You'll have to know what you're calling to win. Be excited at the prospect of winning and then answer Brad Whisker skill testing question, which I assume you have. I do. Okay. Are we ready to go? Uh, I think so. Uh, let's just take somebody at random here and uh, see how their afternoon's going. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Curtis. Hey, Curtis, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm having actually a bit of a technical glitch here in the studio, but on live radio, I can't do much. My headset isn't working properly, but I can hear you, so that's the important thing. What are you calling to win? I'm calling to win uh, golf passes at the Ranch Golf Course. Yeah, 18 holes of golf at the uh, Ranch Golf and Country Club. Are you excited, Curtis, at the prospect? Okay. I'm a golfer. Are you? You bet. Hey, I got a question for you. This is not your skill testing question, but just a question. You say you're an avid golfer? Yeah. Why? 
Uh, it's always good. It's a good good walk around. It, that is the best part, isn't it? Just getting out into the fresh air because hitting that little ball is bloody frustrating. Oh yeah, for sure. What, what's your what's your handicap? Oh geez, I'm up there probably like a twelve or probably more. <laughs> you find that's, that's not bad, Curtis. I mean, <laughs> twelve or if you're twelve to fifteen, I mean you're shooting yeah. high eighties. Yeah, what about the back? Yeah, about there, ninety, low nineties. That's really? not bad. That's a good yeah. recreational golfer, though. Yeah, why yeah, not? not yeah. Curtis, you say you love golfing. Do you follow the game? Or are you one that sits down on a Sunday on a major weekend and watches golf? Oh, geez, you know what? If I'm on a weekend like that, I'd rather be out there shooting golf. There you go. Fair enough. But your skill re- testing question almost relies on uh, you having some knowledge. So what's your skill testing question? Curtis, do you know how many majors Jack Nicholas won in his career? How many majors wow. Jack Nicholas won in his career? Okay, Curtis, any guess on that? Yeah, I'd have to say maybe 76, I'm guessing. 76. I'm sorry, yeah. Curtis. With all, that is not the right answer. And for the benefit of the rest of our listeners, I'll say that's high. Well, just to be clear, too, this is major championships. Major championships. Not total okay. career tournaments. Okay, okay. Um, 28. 28. Still high. Uh, thanks, though. Uh, hi, who's this? Hi, it's James. Hey, James. How are you? I'm good, how are you? James, months ago, didn't you win tickets to the Edmonton Comedy Festival to see Elvira Kurt? Yes, it Did, was brutal. It was brutal? Uh, no, no, not the show, but yeah, yeah. I had a personal emergency kind of that day and had, oh. to, had to give them away. Oh, oh well, yeah. I'm glad somebody was able to use them. I thought you were saying the show was brutal. I was yeah. like, oh, no, oh. no, I was sad because I wanted to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. she's fabulous. We're going to have her back next year. Uh, yeah. Okay, what are you calling to win? Uh, uh, golf... Uh, um, golf for two at the ranch there you go uh and are you excited about that i am yes <laughs> thank i'm excited my heart is beating right now just based on that whole brutal it was brutal <laughs> I'm like what the what <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're glad you're still listening after yeah, that exactly. brutal experience yeah yeah made me go to a comedy show uh do you know the answer to the question do you know the question i didn't hear the question oh no. go ahead brad what's the question all right do you know how many majors not majors. career tournament titles but majors that jack nicholas won in his career that sounds like you kind of know. I would just think guess. you know. I think it was like eighteen or nineteen. Uh, well, Ed, you have to pick one of those. Uh, I think it's eighteen. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. 18. You thought right? Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. That is brutal. That's, that's awesome. A, that's correct, James. All that's right. That's great. Unbelievable. Now, listen. Are you going to golf, or are you going to give them to the people that went to see Elvira? No, I'm going to go with my dad. All right, so this prize you're keeping. All right, yeah, no problem at all. Uh, James, I'm going to put you on hold, and uh, since you weren't able to get to... the festival last year to see Elvira Kurt. When we get closer to the festival this year in October, uh, just shoot me off a um, an email, yep. and I'll get you a pair of tickets to, to another show. You'll, no way, that's awesome. Yeah. I love comedy. It's great. Oh, uh, that's well, so we, cool. we love having you. So, yeah, just it's just Andrew at 630ched.com. But don't do it now because I don't even have yeah. tickets yet. Do it closer right. to the festival. Oh, that's a great thing, then. I'm happy to do it for you, James. I'll put you on hold. Angie will get a little information from you. Then you're off to golf at uh, Golf and Ranch Country Club. I was really hoping for him there just because of what happened to him in the past. And he goes, oh, 18 or 19. I'm going to my head. Please don't say 19. Please. I want to give these to you. You sound like a guy who could use a nice, relaxing round of golf. And he's going with his dad, too, right? Yeah. That'll be a great day. Brutal.
brutal. Jeez. My heart skipped a beat. And I thought the same thing. Like, oh, man, you're trying to bring up a good past experience this guy's had, courtesy of Chad. Didn't you go to the Just for, or not Just for Last, What's My Festival called? Just, didn't you go to the Empty Comedy Festival? Yeah, brutal. (laughs) Jeez. That expression's like you yesterday when you were talking about that Japanese song. USA, duh, pump. (laughs) Duh, pump. What was it I said? We'll have to talk about that uh, off air or on air sometime. It was just a moment ago. Do you remember? No. Yeah. I said, oh, we should probably address that at some point. Yeah, it's gone now. Oh. James called in and was really excited to win tickets, and I fell into, right. I fell into that headspace of, I hope All this right. guy wins, and yeah, it'll come back to us, hopefully. I, I find that you and Jay Lynn are very tough on our listeners when it comes to how they give away tickets. You have to actually answer us. I, I tend to just be like, hey, would you like tickets? What's the you fun know? in that, though? Like Because I just want to make somebody's day. So do I, but that was great how he's, you know, yeah, 18, 19, uh, and, it, and then he pulls out the right know, answer. What about poor Curtis? I, I think Curtis misunderstood the question because he did say, oh, majors. He was still a little far off, but he, do when you, he better, maybe I worded it incorrectly. Do, I you, thought do I, you know the other reason that I, uh, my preference is, I'm, I'm putting the, the most positive spin on this by saying I just like to make people stay, which is true, but I'll tell you the other reason why I, I fear trivia questions, and Jay often is like, as we're taking calls, she's like, "Have you got a trivia question?" You know, like the you know Wikipedia. And the, How do you spell Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> My problem is when I the first tickets I ever gave away to anything were to the Grey Cup when it was in Edmonton. Oh wow! Which is that's a good ticket, right? Oh yeah. And uh, we're on location at the Grey Cup, whatever festival thing downtown at the time. This is years ago. It was me and Leslie, and she goes. Uh, do you want to give away tickets? You know, we, and I'm like, yes. And I go, can I come up with a trivia question? She's like, sure. And I thought, to me, it was like, this is the most exciting thing ever because of all the other duties associated with being on the air, I thought giving away tickets would be like the best, right? So I threw it out there. This was my trivia question off the top of my head. Uh, how long is a CFL football field? So what is the answer to that, Brad? Hundred and. 10 yards? That was the answer that I was accepting. So the first three callers come up with another amount of yards, which I thought was weird. And then somebody said 110. I'm like, you're right. You're going to the Grey Cup. And he was excited. That's when the first three callers called the station to say, well, the end zone is part of the playing field. I don't consider that the case. Well, you should have been there to argue with them. Yeah, the playing field is the playing field. The end zone is the end zone. That's why there's a different definition for each area of play. Okay, well, that's what I should have said when they called, but they were irate. Can you imagine not getting and having the correct answer when you include... I shouldn't even be bringing it up again because the Grey Cup's coming again. They're probably still looking for their tickets. Yeah. Anyway, we'll take a break, uh, take a look at news uh, headlines and uh, two more hours of the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.